Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, making decisions effective. Mark recently has been rereading Peter Drucker's The Effective Executive for like the billionth time or something like that. And every time he reads it, something different strikes him. Now this time he was reading it to get some validation that Drucker believed that consensus is overrated, which it is, and he stumbled across this gem. It's two simple sentences, but as only Drucker can do, they're powerful. Here's what Drucker said. In fact, no decision has been made unless carrying it out in specific steps has become someone's work assignment and responsibility. Until then, there are only good intentions. Seriously, can you hear just how powerful that idea is? All those times we felt good when we made a decision, that feeling of it's done and glad that it's over and I can't wait to be proven right. Yeah, all those good feelings? Yeah, they felt good, but we were all wrong. Because a decision, says Drucker, isn't made until work assignments and responsibilities have been made clear. Hmm. Now the question is, how do you do that? Well, today, that's what we're going to talk about. Here we go. I think it's fairly safe to say that uh, this is going to be <laughs> one of your favorite all-time cast. I, I almost I, certain of that. This is the Drucker cast. Yes, I, um, it, it seriously, it does not get any better than this. Um, when we're done with everything, years and years and years from now, there will be a whole series of casts, maybe fifty of them, um, where we're just taking Drucker and delivering Drucker to everyone and making him actionable. Um, and they will all be my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I know you love reading Drucker and, and it's like, it's, it's a little bit like children though. You're going you're gonna to have like 50 children. They're going to all be your favorites. I, yes. I think right. They're all be some, my favorites. Yeah. Probably um, be some jealousy there, but whatever. Um, uh, um, Drucker's writing is some of the tightest, um, really dense writing I've ever read. Um, every sentence is somebody else's paragraph. Um, every chapter of his books is somebody else's entire book. In fact, um, when, when I read him, I have to be in, in the mind frame of reading him. And if I go to read another book after I've read him, I feel like I've, I've turned 20 pages and I've, I've just gotten fluff and background in order to get to what, um, to what the, the author really, really meant. It, it, Drucker's stuff is so rich. It's, it's, and it's deep too. I mean, he, you know, clearly he wrote Effective Executive in the 1960s and uh, he had been working as a consultant then for 30 years. Um, so uh, our friend Missy Porter at my local hospital says um, she can only read it a little bit at a time because it's so dense. And I agree with her. I, I read it um, this last time on my Kindle, my Amazon Kindle on the elliptical machines, the gym. And, um, it's not the most fun reading I do because it's hard. Um, but it is the best. It is it, the effective executives, the best business book I've ever read. No question. Well, well, good. Well, speaking of Drucker, uh, I, I think one of the things that you love him for is brevity. So yeah. <laughs> so okay, good. So, so let's get I right to it. On on. I, I, how do, how do we make decisions effective? 
Yeah, is that feedback for I went too long there? Okay, I got. Uh, yeah. No, um, I would have used the feedback model. Yeah, but, that's right. Not but, but if you want to read something in there, then that's all on you. But <laughs> feel free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, we we're going to focus on the place where most decisions get. In this cast, we're going to focus on the place where most decisions tend to get made. In our experience, um, even if those decisions are not necessarily the most important, and that is in meetings. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Um, this cast will help you make your decisions effective when you make those decisions in a meeting. And to that end, we have four parts to today's cast. Number one, effective decisions include a plan of action. This is this to me is one of I believe there'll be we'll get at least 20 emails from people saying, wow, I never thought of it that way. Our concept of choice versus decision, I think, is going to be very powerful. And then we recommend we, we we have three simple recommendations that flow from that, which is you've got to review deliverables with each agenda item, which is a reprise actually of, of something we talked about in effective meetings. Uh, number three, review deliverables before you close the meeting, right? Because you've made a lot of decisions and you've got to take action. And then lastly, you've got to get somebody taking notes in your meeting. Good. That's uh, okay. Four four basic steps. Excellent. All right. First things first. Effective decisions include a plan of action, which God, I love this one. Yeah, but, this is, yeah. Yeah, like folks, folks, all we're saying here is that what Drucker says, right? Decisions aren't just the mental process. It's the whole plan. Right. It's not, yeah. The, the high Ds in the audience know what we're saying when we say you love that feeling. You crave that feeling. You want to, quote, decide, unquote. You know, I'm sure many, many of the leaders and managers out there have said, well, someone please just make a decision, right? But we're not saying here that it doesn't include thinking and choosing, but we're not saying that a decision is just planning. But what you've got to get through your head now, the brilliance of what Drucker is saying is that, that a decision is both someone making a choice and the plan that will put that choice into action. Yes. This cast doesn't say that you can just start planning something and act as if that's a decision. Someone. And by the way, notice we say someone. Someone has to choose, right? It, it's, not, it's not a team. It's not a committee. It's not a consensus. Someone has to choose. Okay. Choosing is great. The choice itself is dramatic. And for many in the audience, that it, it feels good, right? You, you crave it. For some in the audience, some, some folks would like to study it a little more. Yeah, study it a little more. Ready, aim, 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 aim. Yeah, sure. Um, but making the choice, it's dramatic. It's, it's leader-like to choose, right? Um, heck, there are movies and plays that make the choice itself the, the, the critical moment in, in the movie or the play. Um, and, and lots of us would like decisions to be easy in the sense that once you choose, that's the end of the decision. You'd just like to go from making one decision to another, quote unquote, making one decision to another, unquote, right? Um, wouldn't that be a great day, right? Just go around making decisions. The problem is, what you're talking about there is not making decisions in today's organizational life. What you want to do is make choices, okay? But managers and executives don't get that luxury. You don't get to simply make choices. Oh, you can, but it's not a decision, okay? You're required to make decisions, and that means not only choosing, but planning out how to turn that choice you just made 
of various actions or recommended ideas, how to turn that choice into action. You have to implement your choice. And that brings us to Horseman's definition of a decision, which is a choice and a plan that will achieve the desired result. Yeah. Okay. But let me be the voice of reason here for those high C's out there, because they're right. going to say, that's a, that's the problem with you high D's and high, high I's. You just want to choose and then go slough off on the planning. And they're right. And high D's and I's, the dominant make it happen type A leaders that we have out there are wrong just to choose. Right. In the same way, to be fair, that high C's and high S's are wrong just to plan, by the way. But right. Yeah. Look, look we, we, t- today we're not going to cover all of Drucker on decisions because he's got chapters, more, more than one chapter on it, which means it should be more than one book, right? Um, and this is just a part of one of his books. Um, uh, but, but you're right. Um, some groups want more choices and less planning. Other groups want more planning and less choices. The fact is a decision is both a choice and a plan. If you like making decisions, if you like that juice you feel when you make a decision, you are are potentially dangerous to the organization because what you're talking about is choosing. You like the power of being able to choose, but power is irrelevant unless it actually, in fact, all it is really is role power, but power in the, in the thermodynamic world means work actually gets done. If you just choose, no work gets done. In order to turn it into work, there has to be a plan. There have to be deliverables. There have to be people responsible for doing specific things. It takes both the, the, the forcefulness, the, the, the risk-taking of Ds and Is, and the planning of Ss and Cs in order to make organizations effective. Okay, so um, I do want to mention one more thing, though, about Drucker. Um, there, there is a fifth element, and by the way, what we're talking about today, um, the idea that you have to plan the, the choice to make it a decision is, is his fourth point. Um, the fifth element of decisions is actually building feedback into the plan so you can know the result of your decision. The point here that relates to this cast is if you were to see a decision as only a choice and not as the choice and the plan together, then if the implementation of your choice is poor, in other words, there's no planning and so obviously, therefore, it's a poor implementation, you're going to end up judging the choice, what we used to call a decision, as poor because you thought you made the right decision. No, you didn't make a decision, folks. You made a choice. But because the planning stunk, the results didn't get achieved. And so you think to yourself, well, the decision must not have been good or the choice may may not have been good. The fact is, though, the choice may have been fine. You just didn't do the due diligence that people in your in your uh, your associates in the organization expected of you, which is you got to make the choice and you got to have a plan too, right? So don't implement poorly a choice and then blame the choice. It may have been the implementation or the planning that you didn't do. It's not enough to choose. A, a good decision includes a good choice and a good plan. Otherwise, you end up learning too slowly. You 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 blame the wrong thing. You blame the choice or the plan when it may be the other one. Good. Okay. So so talking about measuring. The results that that's a good a good time to bring up our second point, which is to review deliverables with each agenda item. Um, right. This cast addressed decisions in meetings, and here we recommend that before you change topics in a meeting, you actually nail down the details of every choice you just made as you make them. 
Right, exactly. You're in the course of a meeting, you're making choices. And then when you feel yourself make a choice, you've got to turn that into a decision. And that means, okay, what's the plan? Who's going to do what, right? You turn your choices into decisions by fixing the responsibilities for actions in the planning stage. Oh, it's that simple. Yeah, that's, that's good. You turn your choices into decisions by fixing the responsibility for actions in the plan. Yeah. I, I would even like say, it. you know, it occurs to me every once in a while as we're talking about this stuff, this is the kind of thing that I would have loved to have known when I was 22. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, th- think about that. Think about this knowledge just graduating from college or or just leaving the military. Or, you know, just, just joining the workforce and realizing that choosing is not enough. Right? <sighs> I, and who's going to do what? Right? Okay. So, look. Yeah. We, we I, I chose covered- to be a rocket scientist, but I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> and the difference is that your daughter did choose to be a rocket scientist, and she is one, so she must have made yeah, better exactly. decisions. Yeah. I guess <laughs> um, we 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 already covered this this bullet in our effective meetings cast, but here's what struck me so much about what I read in Drucker recently. I, I was thinking about decisions and about Horson's law of project management, and, and I just thought back through the last ten or so meetings I had been in at client locations, right? Yeah, and because they weren't running effective meetings, they weren't ever getting to the beauty of fixing responsibilities at the end of each agenda item. I distinctly remember you t- talking about this. Yeah, exactly. In fact, it was. I mean, I, I'm going into this meeting assuming, geez, they're gonna they're gonna you know th- these are professionals, these are smart people. They've got an agenda and they're gonna go through it and so on. No, it was just a big bull session, right? And, and because there wasn't a crisp ending of an agenda item, then they didn't ever. They never learned the rigor of turning their choices into decisions. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, the tempo of a great music piece, right? At the end of each agenda item, there's a clear, distinct break there, and yeah. that 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 downbeat there is a reminder that a decision needs to be made. And, and, and this is work. Yeah. yeah, we're not just sitting around talking and choosing. This work is not talking and choosing. It's not. It's deciding, which is choosing and planning. Everybody wants to talk and then choose, like the choosing is the cool little thing you get at the end. That's not work. Work is choosing and planning. So, okay, so basically what happened, well, you know, I look and I say, you know, okay, you get a sloppy meeting, but, but as many people as want to spend their time making decisions, not decisions, right, but choices, we sure as hell ought to follow good decision practices somewhere during the meeting. Uh, so it, it's not a matter of choosing, feeling good about that choosing, but we ought to be deciding. So, okay, look, you're not using the effective meetings concept. Fine. Okay. You're nuts, but okay. You're not. Um, the least you could do is, is, is make the meeting a little more effective by closing out all those choices you're making in the meeting. However sloppy the lack of agenda is, when you make a choice, you can do that. Again, you can use this concept of choices and decisions by adding your planning and you're fixing your responsibilities. You can do this whether you're using effective meetings or not. And so I, I wanted to recover it just because I was afraid there would be people who, you know, that wouldn't make the connection. Oh, wait, you know, gosh, we run effective meetings. There's a perfect, they talk about it in the effective meetings about fixing responsibilities. Right. So, and look, it, it's so important. I just want to, I want to go back and just say again, it's the effective meetings cast. The concept in effective meetings is so important. It is the only concept that's, that's in our basics series of podcasts that is not part of the management trinity. That's how important effective meetings are because you go to them so often and, and for most places they're terribly sloppy. But even if you're not going to do that, okay, fine. 
at least turn your choices into decisions by fixing responsibilities before you move on to the next topic you're going to chat about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's real simple, right? At the end of each topic, somebody says, okay, who's going to do what by when? That's yeah, simple. There it is. That's Horseman's, Horseman's Law of Project Management. Who is going to do what by when? That is the central tenet of almost all work that gets done in all organizations. Who's responsible? Who's actually going to do it? What are they going to do? And when are they going to have it done by? And, and look, we technically don't need the agenda item switch. You're right. It's that perfect downbeat when you run the agenda. But, but, but you can still have that, right? We, people can still have an, that part of an effective meeting, turning choices into decisions, without having the agenda that makes it easy, the agenda item change that happens, which is where we normally recommend it. So that downbeat can happen, that, that natural flow that makes it more like music. You can have that without having um, an agenda. We recommend the agenda, but you can have this. You, you can get to decisions, good, effective decisions, making your decisions effective without that. Um, we just remind ourselves each time we switch topics. Um, now, look, yeah, again, I'm going to make a plug. Start making your meetings effective and then add the decision protocol we're talking about now into it if you can. Um, so I think I've beaten that horse enough. <laughs> All right. So next, next is just another chance to do the the same. When I say the same, I I don't mean beat a dead horse. Um, <laughs> nice. Review deliverables before you close. Right. There's no rocket science here, and as you mentioned, if it were rocket science, we'd have to have Kate do it. So hi, Kate. Um, at the end of the meeting, before you go to your parking lot, just run down the notes that you have. We'll come back to the point of view in a minute. Run down the notes that are there, making sure everybody hears what they're supposed to be doing. I, I, th- I think Trucker actually says in the book that, that um, he says Alfred Sloan, who built GM to all of its successes from the 30s to the 60s. Um, he said, look, we did. I listened a lot. And when we, before, we, before he ended a meeting, everybody knew what they were supposed to do, and they went out and did it. Um, and if, you, if everybody leaves a meeting at the end with, an, uh, with, a, with a review of, Joe, you're going to do this. Terry, you're going to do that. And you're going to do this. Sarah, you're going to do that. Um, that's a meeting you're going to feel good about, period. Yeah. yeah. And that reminds me, though, you, you know, when you've learned this new, more effective technique, the exact moment you stop using it. Yeah. Right? You know, we all fall back. And every once in a while, we get into one of these meetings on something that's probably not a real big deal, but you're meeting on it and you're making all sorts of choices and you just kind of glide through. It's just natural. Just everything just clicks. Yeah. But by the end, you're, 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 you wonder what's bugging you. And then it, it just hits you. There aren't any decisions. You didn't make any yeah. decisions and we're all going to forget about the stuff we were choosing about and nothing's going to get done. Yeah. And everybody knows it. In fact, when you feel a meeting just kind of in softly, it's because everybody knows that Stuff wasn't fixed. Responsibilities weren't fixed. Choices weren't turned into decisions. Yeah, you're totally, you're totally right. Some people will actually want to end the meeting that way because they can leave without having yeah. to do anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and and you know the problem is you start doing that, and then you're going to have that same meeting again next week because none of the work got done. You're going to do a checkup and go, yeah, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. Um, it feels like a bloody disaster is what it, what it feels like. So, or a lot of companies don't have that. That's not the result. The result is they go out of business, but that's a different. Yeah. Okay. yeah and then they wonder why. Right. Yeah. I, I'd love for somebody out there listening to do me a favor of a, a few folks to send an email to Mike and I at 
show at manager tools um telling us about your experience with moving to the effective meetings concept uh we'd love to hear about meetings and about and about fixing responsibilities there and share with us um so we can share it with others how much different better shorter faster easier whatever or your meetings became when you started running them like a professional yeah if you want to be really bold send it to us in video love to see that too oh yeah that'd be great that'd be cool yeah i i I, you know i i love uh, in a more general sense to get more firsthand accounts from folks i mean we hear about them at conferences but we don't share them more broadly and, and we ought to right i mean folks at the conferences hear them but we need to spread the word from others that this stuff works. Yeah. I think yeah. that validation it, is important to folks. We get to cheat a little bit because at our conferences, people come up to us and say, I just want to tell you what's happened at my company since we started doing manager tool stuff, right? And usually it's the Trinity, right? But there's all kinds of other stuff, meeting stuff and strategy and all all, all kinds of things we hear about. Um, you're right. R- rather than us beating that dead horse, right? Let's hear from members about what they what they have applied and what works and so on. And good. Um, and just and just one point, we haven't, I guess we haven't officially announced it yet, and we will here shortly. But just to let folks know, um, we will be doing a conference call sometime in the next few weeks for premium members, um, where we're going to get everybody on a call and answer questions. Um, so look out for that. Uh, and and, and that's from that that's from the conference, right? That we get such such great response from our open Q and A. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Folks have questions and sometimes somebody asks this question that we just i don't know we took we we, we just take for being the obvious right the answer is obvious right. yeah and then you answer the question and you can see the light go on in everybody's head and we're, and we're yeah. just missing it right we we are making some assumptions yep. yep um and so this conference call that we're going to put together for our premium members is going to be an opportunity to do that more broadly so right that, that's gonna be pretty cool yeah good Okay, our last point, let's just get to it real quick. Somebody better take notes during the meeting. What we found is that if you're running the meeting in terms of process now, which is keeping things on time and on agenda, uh, and then you're also taking notes in addition to perhaps providing content, which is if you're the leader of the team, you're probably going to be providing content as well. Those three things, content, process, and note-taking, all three are a full-time job in all but the easiest of meetings. Um so, so, so the notes tend to be what fall apart because it's the the lowest common denominator stuff, and so people tend to worry more about time and about providing their input, their content. You're going to get some of the plans and some of the de- decision details you make, but not all of them. Um, so, look, make it easy. Rotate the responsibility of taking notes around the attendees for those regularly recurring meetings that you have. For standalone or for those one-off meetings, just ask a trustworthy friend or colleague to do it. It's no big deal. And if I'm in your meeting, you can ask me and I'll do it. Um, in fact, I love taking notes because sometimes it just takes me a step back from the content piece. And, you know, one of the things uh, Drucker says about Jack Welch, a lot of people don't know a lot about Jack Welch other than what they read, which is not always true, but he was great at listening. Um, and a lot of times leaders could do better by listening more. So I'm, I'm thrilled sometimes to take notes. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, and I, I know why you're thrilled because we've learned one other thing about the recorder or note taker. Yeah. Look, it's not minutes. Okay. You're not taking minutes of the meeting. This isn't parliament. Okay. It's, you're not following Robert's rules of order. 
You, you, you don't, um, you, the purpose of note taking is to find out who's going to do what by when. You don't write down every subtle little point that was made and who argued what and so on. That's irrelevant. You're not going to have time to go back to it. Nobody ever does. Yeah, there are people who transcribe their notes and put them on the computer. It's a total waste of time. You're not taking minutes. It's not an official record. This is not parliament. You're not a parliamentarian. Don't do it. Uh, okay. I, 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 you know, I think that's, that's, <laughs> Terribly important. I think that's a great. I know, but but look, think think about, dude. I sit in these meetings and people are taking minutes. Oh yeah, silly. Yeah, it, look, if it's a board meeting, fine. If you're if you have fiduciary responsibility to a to an SEC 10K filing or something, okay, fine. But my guess is you don't. So just take notes, and notes mean who's going to do what by when. Yeah, yeah, it's all true. But that, that's really what <laughs> that's not really what I was getting at. I was I was oh, okay. I was really getting to the point the the fact that you like to take the notes, and I know exactly why because what we've learned is that the note taker gets really good pretty quickly at noticing when choices are not getting turned into decisions. Yes, right. They begin to expect it because that's what meeting notes are: list of deliverables. Right. So whomever that is, make sure that they know that they're not supposed to watch a meeting go crappy and then say, hey, I was just taking notes, right? I was just being a parliamentarian, right? Empower them to speak up and say, horseman's law alert, who's going to do what by when? Who owns it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll that'll make us popular. Go ahead. Say horseman's law alert. Nice. In that very nerdy voice. Who's this guy? Who's this guy horseman and why do I hate him? (laughs) Yeah, it's important. You got to put that voice on. If you don't put the voice on, it just really doesn't work. Okay, so let's let let me get out of here quickly with the wrap up. Yeah, okay. Um, we have four points. Effective decisions include a plan of action. The formula there is choice plus plan equals decision. There you go. The choice alone isn't anything. I, I will tell you plan. that may be one of the ten best things in terms of turning Drucker into real world stuff for people because so many people haven't read him. Shame, shame, shame. Yep. Choice yeah, plus plan equals decision. Sixty four thousand yep. dollar idea. Absolutely. And, and we are talking about decisions in meetings here. So right. the, the important point there is review deliverables with each agenda item. It's, it's a lot easier to do. Your meetings are going to be more effective if you use the meeting protocol that we talk about. And just add this to it. Right. Okay. Point three, review deliverables before you close. That's pretty simple. At the end, right. before you close the meeting, go through who's going to do what by when. That's right. a, That's what's important. And someone better take notes, not minutes. Someone needs to take notes. And that includes a list of who does what, what by, by when. when. There you <laughs> and go. that's it. That's it. Shoot, I should have done the podcast. That took like you 15 seconds. We'll start having you write them. And I don't even need to be here, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. If, if Now I'm going to get a, you know, a, a bullet in an envelope in the, in the mail because I'm making stupid comments about <laughs> doing, doing the podcast. So, all right, my friend. Thank you, sir. We'll see you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I hope you found that enjoyable and useful. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to join us in the discussion forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. So until next week, so long.